Hi guys! Welcome to Jesse's Place, a safe space where I, your resident realtor and serial entrepreneur, provides you with info on life, experiences, empowerment, lifestyle, knowledge, business info, and of course, everything real estate. Now let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to episode 14 of Jesse's Place podcast. I cannot believe that we are um, at episode 14, a very special Father's Day edition. Um, I really wanted to find a way to honor dads on Father's Day. And I remembered uh, my grandfather and the relationship that I had with him growing up. And one of the ways that I found that I was always honoring him was sitting back and listening to his stories and um, going to him for advice and just listening to him talk. And he would talk for hours and hours and hours and hours about everything, about life and experiences. And I, I guess this is how I got um, my knack for talking and wanting to <laughs> be on podcasts and all that good stuff. So I hope that when you guys tune in, if you guys are tuning in uh, to this episode, that you will receive um, what I was able to receive by listening to these three kings um, express their exclusive experiences as being fathers and what it's meant to them. And I hope that um, you are inspired to um, be an intentional parent. And um, let's get into it. Our first guest is going to be my husband, Jeff Aubergast. Enjoy. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, but before we get started, I just wanted to um, thank you and tell you that I love you and that I honor you and happy Father's Day. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you... Um, agreed to do this podcast with me. <laughs> I know it's out of your comfort zone. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. And I'm really, really, even though we're married and I think that I know you, I'm really excited to see what your responses to this questions are going to be. So um, if you're ready, let's get right into it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, please, please tell everyone your name and age. And okay. how many children do you have? All right. My name is um Jeff Wolbergus. I'm um hold on, I'm 36 and I have two children, Lennox and Lyric. Okay. Wow. I, <laughs> I thought you were 37 already, babe. How old am I? I'm 37. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I am 37. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, wait a minute. What's going on here? Yeah, sometimes we don't talk about your age a lot. You, you tend to forget it. But yes, you're absolutely right. It's an odd year. I'm 37 years old. I was born in 84. That's right. So, <laughs> you know me better than myself. Okay. And um, tell everyone how old our girls are. Well, our oldest, Lennox, is five years old. And um, Lyric, the little one, is two years old. She's turning three this year. All right. So first question, how did it feel the first time you became a father? The feeling, I remember that feeling very vividly. I guess I kind of relive it every morning when I see them. But the first time I held my first daughter, Lennox, in my arms, I felt powerful. I felt... Um, I felt this power in me, like I helped 
bring this human being to this planet and I'm going to do everything in my might to keep her around and to, to make her, let her become the best woman that she could be with all the help that I can give her. That it's like a feeling of empowerment that you, I, I never got it before. Obviously she's my first child and I've never really heard anybody describe it like that. But you asking that question just remind, brings you back to that day, February 15th, 2016. And I said it's vivid in my head because I relive it every morning. Every morning when I wake up and I see them and I open their room door, I look into both of their eyes and I just think about I'm here for them and I have to do whatever it takes for them to for them to get by in this world. So, yeah, that was, that was a feeling I had. I felt powerful. Oh. Uh, tell us, tell, well, tell everyone about the day Lennox was born. Well, the day Lennox was born, it felt it was like three days in one, honestly, the way it happened. Um, we were celebrating Valentine's Day, you know, with, with, with anticipation that she was going to reach any any day now, any minute now at that point in time. And um, the days leading up to that day were pretty stressful. It was um, our first child. We were um, living in our apartment, you know, we were bumping into each other in the apartment, trying to gather up everything, <laughs> prepared for when the time came. And sure enough, the time came and we we were as prepared as we could be, but it still was a, a hectic couple of days. You know, I remember we went to the hospital, then I, we got sent back because you weren't ready. And like I said, for those two days going back and forth, it, just, it, it was like the longest day ever. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's how, that's how I remember. I remember everything being being happening so fast. And then finally, when, when she arrived, it was just like, oh, a sigh of relief. We could finally put our shoulders down. But um, I just remember everything being very hectic. And then when we found she was here, it was just so relieving. That's the most thing I remember. If you could think about that moment and if you could compare to when your younger self, I don't know if this ever happened for you. I don't think that we've ever spoken about this before, but... When you were younger, what kind of father did you think you would be? Did you ever even did that ever cross your mind? Um, I had a pretty my childhood was 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 up and down. Like I never really thought about fatherhood until I kind of want to say when I came back to New York cuz um like like you know my mother well, nobody else knows. Not I don't know who else knows that's going to be listening to this. My mother passed away when I was very young. I was 6 years old when she passed away and then um my father was left the responsibility to raise me and my older sister, which wasn't his daughter. Um, she, we both had to, we both shared the same mother. So for the first two years, it was a tough task for him. He really couldn't handle it. So um, to make a long story short, we got sent to to foster home, like a boarding, like a boarding home, and um, in Canada, these were people that we were, we were, we knew, but they weren't blood family. But they they took on the responsibility of raising me and my sister as best as they could. And they were elderly. They were elderly people. They were already grandparents. But they treated us, they treated us very good. You know, that that was my first taste of um of the life that I wanted to live, you know, because it was a nice house, a friendly neighborhood, you know, it was, it was very loving. And at that young age, I think I went there when I was eight and we came back to New York when I was 13. I the for those five years I felt like this is what I wanted. When the time, that's a very young age to think that way, but it was really night and day compared to where I was living in New York before I got there. Then, of course, it was night and day 
compared to the way I was living in New York when I came back. So when I came back at 13, you know, going back to living in a um, two-bedroom apartment with my father, you know, my father's a good guy. He he um he struggled a lot to to make ends meet, especially when we came back. But I respected him because he he always gave his best, and I always promised myself that if I do if I do get the blessing of becoming a father, I'm gonna do my best like my father did, you know. And like I'm gonna give my child or children the best opportunity they can have, you know. He he did his best. The platform wasn't that great for him, you know, because of times that it was. But uh, I, I vouched to at the very, just at the very, at the very least, to give it all I can, you know, if I was ever blessed with that opportunity. So, at a very young age, I, I just know I wanted to be that father that just did everything he could, as best as he could. And you do, and you do. We are so blessed to have you. I, I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm cheesing so hard right now. I wish that we were sitting face to face, but we're not. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm blessed to have you guys too. Like I couldn't be. I'm so thankful, you guys. You guys make me the man that I am. Without you guys, I just can't picture myself in any other situation. You guys are like a piece of me, and I oh thank you. Gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> What would you say now that you've uh, been a father for a couple of years, you got a couple of years under your belt. Mm-hmm. What would you say um, is the hardest thing? If there is something that's hard for you, what's, what's the hardest thing about being a father? Being away from them, being away from my, my girls. Um, it's the hardest part. It's the hard. If, if I, if, if I had to write it my way, I would be home every day. And you guys would be trying to kick me out the door whenever you have a cast. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, right now, um, you know, work hard. We have to make ends meet, you know, to provide them with a lifestyle that we want them to live, you know. So that means there's time that I have to be away. But I miss them so much when I'm not with them. And when I'm there, I just be chewing them up. Like, I, I can't let them go. Sometimes they get tired of me. They'd be like, Daddy, you go to work tomorrow? And I'd be like, yeah, Daddy's going to go to work tomorrow. But I'm going to be here for a couple more days, so get used to it. Yeah, I, I know it's from, they love it. They love me, but it's just funny sometimes. Like, sometimes it's just, uh, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part It's just being away from them. For me, as being a father, that's the hardest part. Being away from you guys, um, you including, it's just, it's hard, but it has to be done. But, yeah, I hope one day the day is going to come where, I'm gonna be home all the time, and you guys, <laughs> you guys can't not gonna be able to wait to get rid of me. So that's the hardest part. I can that would say. never happen. We would not ever <laughs> want to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, what, what advice would you give your younger self about being a father now that you've experienced fatherhood? To give my younger self, me, myself, uh, like going back to. Let's like, go back to, to when you found out that I was pregnant. Okay. And you were preparing for the baby to come. Yes. What advice would you give that person now that you know what you know about being a father? Um, relax, relax. Um, and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> enjoy the ride. I felt like becoming um the new father. Like um, there was a lot of situations that I handled the wrong way, you know, leading up to fatherhood, and, and you know, e- even now sometimes there's certain things I wish I would do different. So I'm still learning as. As as old as I am, as as long as I've been a father, I'm still learning. But I feel like enjoying the ride is the best part because these memories, they don't last forever. And these kids grow so fast. So it's like mm. certain situations that um I stressed and um I been handled the wrong way. I wish I could go back and just put my shoulders down and just tell myself, you know what? This is this these things happen, just handle it with a smile 
and just keep doing it. And that's that's what I try to do more and more every day because life is short. Life is short. Right, so right, right. Yeah, you don't want to miss any moment just stretching over something and you sit back and you look in the mirror and be like, was that really worth it? You know? So that's the main thing I'll tell my younger self, just to relax and have fun and enjoy the ride. So what's the best thing about being their dad? The best thing about being their dad, they're beautiful kids. So I'm proud of them. Um, I'm proud of their smart kids. Um, I'm proud when I walk on the street with them. I'm proud when we have people over. I, I brag about them all the time. I spend hours and hours in a day looking at their pictures, looking at their videos. I'm just, I'm just blessed. I'm, I have a blessed family. And um, it's about, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. There's really no other way to put it. I, I love them. They're great children. You know they have their times. They can be bad. All kids are bad, but for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, we got we we got good kids. They they know they hold themselves they hold themselves well when we're out. They're not really kids that have to run after in public and things. I see. <laughs> I don't. I'm blessed. I don't have to deal with that. Like when I'm in the supermarket, I see other kids running around wild and out trying to run out the door. I'm I'm proud that my kids aren't like that. Once I tell them to relax, they know the they tell they know I'm telling them that for their own good. You know, and they know they have to be safe. So I'm proud of my kids. I'm, I'm I'm very, very happy with them. I love them. They're beautiful kids. Love them. What's what's one thing that now that you're a dad, you wish you knew sooner about being a father? Um, The one thing that I wish I knew sooner about being a father. The sleepless nights, maybe? <laughs> Maybe yeah, I think me think. I mean, I mean that that's gotten better though. I'm not I'm not historically a a big sleeper, obviously because of the work schedule I've been working for the better part of my life. Right, but, right. Uh, but coming up when we first had Lenny, it was I already was again no sleep, but then she made sure that you know you know what I'm talking about. She made sure. Oh yes, I do. Yeah, I she do. made sure we didn't get any sleep. We got I a little those days that I cringe. Exactly. <laughs> I wish somebody would have prepared, even though people mentioned it to me, but I yeah. never really thought it was going to be that bad. Right, right. right. You can't you, put it into perspective until you're actually going through it, because it's like... Exactly. But then your body, your body feels it now, and like, it's affecting your your day-to-day process right, right. throughout, but it got it's gotten better. It's definitely gotten better, but that was something that was definitely... I didn't realize how serious it was until I lived it, 100%. If you could identify a moment if it's already happened or if it's happened a couple of times, but if you could identify at least one moment where you felt like, damn, I'm a good father. Mm, one moment. It's okay, funny. It, Something... Or it could be a variation of moments, whatever you oh, feel like you could verbalize right now. I can verbalize something that's very fresh in my head. Just the other day, um, yesterday, it was the day before I said I took Lenny to Walmart <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, unfortunately, she had a little injury. So she was, I was treating her to a little shopping day. So she's going through all the aisles, pushing herself in the wheelchair. And I'm just walking behind her. And then an older, older fellow pulled up behind me. He was tearing up, an older um, white male. He was tearing up. And he's like, oh, you, I, I, I was, I've been watching you since the parking lot when you parked up. And the way you are with her, you're a very good father, and uh, we need more men. Like, he was basically talking oh to my. my I, I didn't even get a chance to tell you this, honestly. It happened nah, so fast. No, nah, I didn't know the story. Yes, it happened so fast. And it's that I'm saying this one because it's the most freshest thing in my head because it just happened a couple of days ago. And I was I was blown away. And I, I never, because he was congratulating me on being a good father on things that I was doing that was simple. All he really wow. observed 
pull the wheelchair out, put her in the wheelchair on my on my on my um on my on my arms. You know, we was going back and forth a little bit. She was laughing with me. She told me how much she loved me. She gave me a kiss. Like he he basically said that he he's been you know unbeknownst to me and unintentionally basically following me around the the Walmart. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I guess at the end because <laughs> it was a pretty warming compliment and. Right. Um, I appreciated it, and I, and I, I'm I'm answering that question with that situation because it was something so simple that I he doesn't he doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, uh, you know. But it's just wow. that he saw the genuine generosity in me, and um, it was pretty. It was it was it was warming. It was very warming, and um, it really stood out with me. And it's ha- it happened so recently, so that was the freshest thing in my mind. You know what? I'm not even surprised that you say that because I feel that there's a certain type of connection because you know you know for a fact that I don't have a connection with my biological father I don't I know him but we don't have a a relationship things like that um so there's always this dynamic between the girls that I see that I admire so much um it makes me want to ask these questions and and to share and and I thank you for contributing because I it's just this love and this this you know natural I'm going to almost call it like this natural, like nurturing tenderness that you have towards them that it just for someone to just come up to you randomly in a shopping store and to to say something like that to you. I believe it wholeheartedly because it's just something that you could feel like it's palpable. You can taste it Mm -hmm. like the 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 way that you are with them naturally is just it's something that I'm I'm. I, I'll, I'll never get over it. It's just fantastic. I love it. I'm going to cry. I'm not going <laughs> to cry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really sweet moment. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. So what's what's something that you would want your girls to understand about you? When they have, um, you know, the mind um, space to, to understand you better, what is something that you would want them to understand about you? Um, to understand, well, something I want them to under- understand about me. Um, I mean, the, the, the main thing, of course, I want to be an example to them. But as far as them understanding about me is, I, I would want them to understand why I am the way I am. Because I'm, um, I try my best to be a good father. And, and but from time to time, I'm, I'm very hard on my girls. Like, I'm, um, I'm strict with them. As young as they are, I just don't want certain things to to start trending now. Not the fact that we have control over it in a sense that we could tell them, you know, that what you're doing, like complaining like this is a whining like this is wrong or, you know, crying for no reason like this is wrong. You know, the, the, the little things is it, nothing major, but I would want them to understand why I'm like that. And I, the understanding is that I want them to be great. You know, I want them to, to, to live their life to the fullest, to make as least mistakes as possible. Everybody makes mistakes in life. I don't made plenty of mistakes. I'm still making mistakes now, but I just want them to to understand why I'm like that with them. Because it took me a long time to understand why my father was like that with me. You know, it took me a long time to understand. But like I said, my my father. If I'm half the man that my father was as far as raising me and my sister, I, I'll be happy, and I know the girls will have the the best route to success as far as them growing up getting education making the right decisions on the people that they keep around them you know like um right, right. Just, just, just handling themselves the right way 
Mm. And um, right now, this they're way too young to understand. And sometimes I tell myself all the time, I'm way too hard on them. As best as much as I try to tame it down, that's just the way I am. But like you asked, and like like I said, I hope when they grow up, they understand. You know, you know, I don't I don't put my hands on my girls. I don't believe in hitting. I raise my the most I might do is raise my voice, and that to me is the only time to see the difference of when a situation is serious or when it's playing. And the fact that as they're growing up, they understand. You know, the less bad things we do, the the less arguments we're gonna have, and that's just the only thing I want from them. I, I just want them to 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 do best, do do the right thing as best as they can. Mm. And I want to install installing them at a very young age. Right, right. If if you yeah. think about your legacy and you think about how you want to be remembered, how would you want your girls to remember you? I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Go lucky. They're gonna remember. They're gonna have. They're gonna have a lot of good memories of daddy laughing, laughing with daddy, joking with daddy, teasing me, pushing me around. You know, just just laughing, 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 laughing. I want them to remember me as a happy person, um, somebody that whenever we, we always had good moments, and that's 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 just that's how I want to be remembered. I just want. I don't want them to you know to cry over situations just to remember me as like a happy person that we were and all the good times we had together that's what uh that's that's what i want that's what i hope i i don't doubt for one second that they will not look back and see that you've given them quite a life um bonus question if you are up for it bonus <laughs> yeah question. i'm up for it I'm up. <laughs> you see, I told you this wasn't that hard, right? You're doing it's so just, good. I'm so proud like, of you. I love it. It just feels like it's me and you talking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like we're talking on the phone, but I'm recording. Right, <laughs> right, right. Look at okay, that. Okay, <laughs> so bonus question. You mentioned your dad mm-hmm. earlier. And yeah. now that you're a dad and you reflect back on, you know, your upbringing like you did earlier so beautifully. Uh, I love that you shared that about um, yourself. Um, when you think about you know, your father as a man and yourself as a man, now that you're a father, things have come literally full circle for you. Mm-hmm. What, if anything, has changed w- with your relationship with your dad or something that you might understand differently now that you're a father? Um, yeah, that's, um, that's a pretty good question. That definitely is a bonus question. <laughs> um, okay, the relationship with my dad, I definitely show him more appreciation now than I did when I was younger. Um, I think it was more like, I mean, it was, it was, it was nothing that flowed. I work, I work, I try harder now to show him how much I appreciate him. And um, that's something I never really put value on when I was younger growing up. And I'm doing that now in a sense, because I feel like the girls always show me how much they appreciate me as as young as they are. And I, who knows? Right. Maybe when I was that young, maybe at right. that time I was doing it with my father, but I know when I became a certain age, I kind of not neglected him, but I kind of ignored or took for granted. That's what I'm looking for. I took for granted everything that he did for me. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sad about that sometimes because you know, he's an older guy now. So I, every chance I get to thank him for, for the father that he was to me, I take it. Um, um, every chance I get to to go see him when I'm in Brooklyn, even if it is for five minutes or, or if he comes over, I, I take the opportunity because I want to spend every moment with him and, and enjoy. Just like I want the girls to remember me as being happy. I want my father to, you know, to when his day, when his, his final day comes, like he ended his life and he loves me as a son and that I was a good son to him and he was a great father to me. And I'm working harder at that now and I'm putting more effort to it because I'm a father now. You know, mm. and I see how important 
um, the person that I am is to the upbringing of my daughters, just like my father was to me. So that's that's the one thing I'm um, I feel I'm really doing different now is definitely showing appreciation as much as I can, you know. So that's definitely directly related to me becoming a father, being a father right now, a hundred percent. Wow, that is amazing. That is so beautifully said. I mean, I'm blessed enough to witness your relationship with your father firsthand. And yes, I, he loves he loves you so much. He yes, he loves you so mm-hmm. much. He's he's a fantastic father, a fantastic person in general. I mean, we're mm-hmm. so blessed to have him in our lives. And yes, I just want to tell you that you know I honor you, I love you, I think the world of you. I'm obsessed with you. I love um, you too. I want to you know thank you for being an outstanding dad to our beautiful girls. And, um, you know, we, we would, we would not be anything that we are, you know, without you, you know, every, every little thing that we do is everything is intertwined with with the love that we all share amongst ourselves and, um, you know, happy father's day today and every day. Um, you you know, you deserve it all in the world, all the accolades, all the admiration, all the everythings of the everythings of the everythings. If there's someone that I know that is worthy of of love and appreciation, it's most definitely you because you give of yourself so selflessly. You know, you don't even think twice. It's always like it's all or, or all or nothing for us. Like it's all. Like you put all of it into it for us. Thank and you so, so much. And I have to. I, I can't sit here and take all the congratulations because. <laughs> Well, I it's a Father's Day episode, so yes, you make it. <laughs> definitely. But I, I, I have to throw, I have to throw in why I'm this way too, and be, be next to every strong man is a strong woman, and without you, oh. I wouldn't be able to do half the things I'm doing now. So, it goes hand in hand, and uh, my days are smoother knowing that I have a, a beautiful wife, a caring wife that's that's taking care of my children, that's taking care of me when I'm home, and that gives the maximum effort too. So it's one of those, it's a team effort, and I really want to thank you for everything you've done for me. And everything you continue to do for me. And I definitely want to tell you how much I love you. Oh, babe, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that wasn't so bad, right? Yeah, I'm shaking right now. I was so nervous. <laughs> well, listen, thank you. Thank you, thank for, you. for your service, your kindness, your love. Um, I'm sure that, you know, the listeners who listen in will get a glimpse into... Um, the semi-private life that we share when it comes to our children and right. and, and your experience as a father. Um, and I love you. And I will most definitely see you soon, husband. I love you too, baby. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Our second guest is Dave, my brother. Let's get into it. Second. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, first off, happy Father's Day. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And let's just get right into it. Please tell everyone what your name, age, and how many children do you have? Um, I'm Dave. I'm 30. And I have one child that I know of. <laughs> okay. Boy or girl? Boy. Age? He is 10. Nice, nice. So... I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions today really quickly. And this episode is really just about honoring fatherhood and just to get your unique perspective on how it's been for you. We're, no question. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I would be the guy. All right. <laughs> my situation is pretty unique. Nice. Nice. So 
first off, let's start with how did it feel the first time you became a father? What was that like? How did I feel the first time I became a father? Mm-hmm. Um, it was an immediate relief. Um, and I say that because, you know, the only thing that I was really worried about, as, you know, any parent would worry about, is having a healthy child. So, you know, once he was born and he was healthy, it was it was a big relief. And, um, you know, they, everybody has that saying, like, oh, when you have a kid, you just get that unexplainable feeling that comes over you and your life has changed. And nobody who has who doesn't have a kid doesn't know what that's like, but it's it's definitely a thing. Once Once a child is born... It is definitely an unexplainable feeling. Tell us about the day your first kid was born. Um, the day of it was pretty early. He was born. Around, What's his name? Tell us his, his name. His name is Dave as well. Okay. Um, he was born around six a.m. If I'm not mistaken, pretty early. Um, I just you know going back to that unexplainable feeling. Um. Once he was born, for me, it was reassurance. Like, okay, number one, I made the right decision in having this child young um, more than anything. Um, yeah, it, it was just, okay, you, you made the right decision. This feels, this feels right. Um, yeah. How old were you when he was born? I was 20, if I'm not mistaken, when he was born. Yeah. And what was that first day like? Um, it was it was relief because I feel like you know, up until then the 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 worst of it we went through. Um, it's pretty it's a pretty traumatic experience actually, going through childbirth. I didn't go through it, but I got to witness it. Right. Um, the whole time, and just you know, even before then, um, my son's mom was in you know great pain. And having to be there for her and deal with that and uh, waiting for her to dilate um, <laughs> and, and all that shit is pretty, it's pretty traumatic, especially for a 20-year-old. Um, so once, once, um, once, you know, he was born that day, it was just relief. It's like, all right, cool. Like now in my eyes at that time, it's like, all right, cool. Now the fun starts. Let's start raising this kid. <laughs> the fun starts. Mm-hmm. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. So when you think back on that first day when he was first born, what sort of father did you think you would be when you were wor- younger, when you were waiting for him, when you were when when you weren't even expecting him? What kind of father did you think about being a father ever before that? Uh, did it ever cross your mind? What type of father did you want to model yourself after? Um. To be honest with you, I'm really not that far off of the dad that I thought I would be. I kind of, I kind of had it set in my mind the type of dad that um, I would be even before um, I found out that I was going to be a father. Um, there was a lot of things in my in my um, growing up that you know between me and my dad. My dad is a a great dad, um, but definitely not perfect. So there was always things that, you know, I would go through and, you know, the father-son relationship with him that I knew that I would, I would change as soon as I had a dad. So when, um, when it came time for me to be a dad, I was like, okay, great. I get to do 
some reverse engineering and you know leave some uh some of the things that maybe he put onto me behind and do uh some new things um yeah so i mean i'm not i'm not too far off from where i thought i would be what was the second part of your question if you could verbalize what was one of the things that you would want that you wanted to reverse having had your own child what would be an example of that um I guess, you know, just not to get too, too specific, but um, just philosophies of life. Um, I, I feel like is the best way to put it. Um, I, I teach my son to love everybody and respect everybody. Um, and I tell him all the time, if he doesn't, me and him are going to have huge problems. Um, so stuff like that. Um, you know, if you have, if you come from a household that has that, you know, and you're brought up in a household with certain prejudice, prejudices, um, against certain things, certain races or, you know, what have you, um, it can be, it can be a little toxic to keep, you know, those kind of traditions going. So what I wanted to do was, um, reverse some of those things. What's the hardest part? that you found so far in the 10 years that you've had your son about being a dad? If there is a hard part, if you could, if you could name something that has been hard, um, the hardest part. Well, as, as of right now, I would say is not hard. Um, I tell everybody this, my kid is a cheat code. He, <laughs> he's, he's not, he's not that hard to raise. He's genuinely like a great kid. He likes to be a good kid, which is easy for me. Um, so yeah, he's a total, really give me too much of a challenge in, in, in raising him these past 10 years. Um, but the hardest thing, um, maybe for when I was younger, for sure, when I was a little bit younger is, you know, I knew once he was born that like, it's definitely not about me anymore. It's all about him. I knew that, but, um, being disciplined and acting on that and keeping that in mind, was a little bit hard because you have to realize I was not even old enough to drink yet when he was born. Um, I was still very much a baby um, who still needed raising. And, um, you know, when you're a young male, you still want to go out and have your fun, you know, and you want to be with your friends and you want to stay out till two or three o'clock in the morning, which is totally valid. But, you know, you kind of have to suck it up and, you know, give that up to an extent. So that was that was maybe a little bit hard for me, maybe like the first uh, two years um, or so. But I got over that pretty quickly. So what advice based on that would you have given your younger self about being a father? The advice that I would give myself is um, I would tell me it's not about you. Um and I would also tell my younger self that, you know, you know what you're doing and, and follow your gut. Um, because, you know, being, being a, 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 you know, prospective young father at that time, you know, I had a support system, but did, were they supportive of my decision? No, you know, but it, it took, it took for me to go against that grain and tell everybody, Hey, 
I think you're wrong on this one. And, you know, I'll, I'll gladly take the L if, if need be, you know. You could be in a room of 10 people telling you no, but those 10 people could be idiots, you know. So don't let that, you know, deter you from doing what it is that you want to do. What's the best thing about being a father? Um, the best thing about being a dad is just is just seeing his growth and, and who he's becoming and knowing that, like, oh, yeah, that came from me. Like, <laughs> like you know, he, like, j- just on some simple shit, like, yo, my kid can read a whole book. Right. Like, he used to live in my nuts. Like, no, no, <laughs> like, excuse the French, you know, but to go, to literally... To literally go from that to this person being being able to form thoughts, read, write, and just do all these like great things. It's 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 magic. It really is. Oh wow. That's amazing. What's one thing about being a father that you wish you had known sooner, if anything? Hmm, that's a great question. Um because as a as I'm a mom, so as a mom, when I had my first my first kid, I wish I knew more about the actual birthing process and what to bring to the hospital. So that would that's something that I struggled with the first few days. They say it comes naturally, but it was really hard because I wasn't sure I was doing the right thing. If that makes a little bit of sense, mm-hmm. so. That was something that I kind of dealt with early on. That I was just like, "You're supposed to know this already. Why isn't it just kicking in? What the hell? You know?" Right. Yeah. Something I wish I knew sooner was was probably not even on a parental tip, but more so a co-parenting tip. Because mm. um, surely after you know Dave was born, me and me and his mom parted ways. And the the struggle as a young father wasn't anything um, instinctual about raising a child. Um, right. It was more so coexisting with this other person that you have to raise your child with. Um, mm. Mm. So I, I wish I wish I was um, more ahead of the curve and and a lot more smarter in the beginning in terms of uh, co-parenting for sure. What would you have done different in that aspect now that you know that? Um, maybe I could have uh, listened a little bit more. Um, I, I took I took a when I was younger, not anymore. But when I when I was uh, younger, it was very much like I felt like my uh, back was against the wall. So it was a very much like me against you kind of thing. Mm. As opposed to like a like a us, um, so yeah, I, I wish I I didn't really have that mindset when I was uh, younger. I I genuinely appreciate the transparency, but I really want this next question for you to really think about it. Okay, and I, it, this is going to be a really smiley moment because I just would love to hear your response to this. Is mm-hmm. if you can identify if you've ever felt. Would you be able to tell us about the first moment that you've ever felt like a good father? That first time that you felt like, wow, I must be doing something right. Like, I got this shit right this second. Or something that made you feel filled with so much joy that 
yo, I'm actually a good fucking dad. Like, this is crazy. Did, did you ever have that moment? Have yeah. you had that moment? Yeah. I, Can you I, remember? Can you tell yeah, us? Yeah, for sure. I had it I had it pretty instantaneously. Not to toot my own horn. Um, <laughs> but like, like I said earlier, like, you know, once he was born, I was like, oh, yeah, this felt right. I definitely made the right decision. Um, it, it was two moments. Um, it was the first time I held him. Um, he uh he was just crying and as soon as he came in my arms he, he just stopped and i was like oh yeah i got that touch you know i didn't have to do anything he just came in daddy's arms and stopped crying the next time was the first time that i fed him um the first time i fed him i don't know what came over me i like i have this weird like little noise that i make to like get babies to want to you know suck on the uh nipple of the bottle Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I got it from. It was just instinct, but it literally works 100% of the time. Um, so when when I fed him for the first time and I made that noise, and he took to the bottle right away, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> In the bag. I got yeah. this. Mm-hmm. We out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, see, told you. <laughs> told y'all. If you could, if you could name something about yourself that you wanted your son to understand about you, what would it be? Um, that I'm always going to be a safe place for him, and and that's something that I, I want him to always know for sure. Um, I, I tell him this, you know, often, but you know, he can always talk to me about anything. It doesn't matter what it is that he's going through. Um, even if he's doing something that I don't agree with, I'm still always going to be by his side. I'm never going to turn my back on him in um, any kind of way, whether I approve of, of his decisions or not. I'm, I'm standing by him 100%, no doubt. How would you want your son to remember you? It, w- it would have to be the same answer, you know. Um, it, I, I want him to rem- remember me as a as a safe place, and that I was always there for him. I don't want him to ever have any regret any regrets in terms of me. Like, oh, I wish my dad did this. I wish my dad was like this with me. I, I don't want I don't want any of that. That would really. Uh... Do you feel like that's something that you could control? Um, I, I, I don't know if control is the word, but I know there's things that I can do and be held accountable for to make him feel that way. Um, like just this past weekend, no, actually a few days ago, um, I saw him and we're just hanging out, just, you know, shooting the shit. He goes to the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. He's like, dad, I got to tell you something. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, what could it be? You know? And he's like, but it seems very important. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, maybe he wants to show me something. But then he goes, uh, he comes to me and tells me about, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but this situation that's really been bothering him. And he's telling me about it and I'm there, you know, just listening and he's getting emotional, starting to cry. And I'm like, damn, in my head, I'm like, one, I'm so proud of him for feeling comfortable enough to speak to me. And it goes back to to being that safe place. I'm like, sick, like he's looking at, at me as... I'm this safe place right. to go to. Um, but then also I, I felt really bad because it's like, damn, you were internalizing these feelings 
what if you didn't feel comfortable enough to come to me and tell me? You would just right. have internalized these feelings and, you know, dealt with it on your own, unfortunately. Um, so I was just really proud in that moment. And that was another moment like, yeah, I'm doing my fucking thing. <laughs> so your legacy for him would be that you are a safe, you've always been a safe space for him, a safe haven. Yeah. And also, I, I always want to be looked at um, as a supporter of his you know, anything that he's interested in, I'm automatically interested in. And, you know, I want to learn about it um, so I can connect with him on it. Literally everything. There's so many things that I don't care for that I know way too much about because of him. <laughs> um, I just want him to, to know that I was always interested in anything that he was passionate about. And... Um, Yeah, just always being supportive in that safe place. I have a bonus question if you're up for it. Yeah. <laughs> These were easy. Bonus <laughs> question. <laughs> if you're up for it, I have one. Yeah. So now that you're a dad and um, you have a son and uh, you, you're 30 years old, you've had time to, I'm sure, reflect back on your relationship with your own father. You've mentioned mm -hmm. him early on in the conversation a couple of times. Um, how would you, how do you feel your relationship has changed, if anything, now that you have the self-awareness of being a dad? Because you sound so self-aware about how you are as a father, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of rhythm to the things that you're talking about. The, the yeah. flow is constant, right? You don't, you haven't skipped a beat. It's been a really soft and loving conversation and I know that that is exuding from you because of how you feel about your child mm -hmm. so just to piggyback off of that how do you feel if anything your relationship has changed with your own father based on your experience as a dad it's definitely gotten better um, especially this past year um, I think I don't know when but I, I know I definitely finally earn my dad's respect um, as a father um, he he uh, he lets me know that he thinks that I'm a good dad um, which is which is great because you know I was, I was I've been a good dad for years now but he didn't always give me that credit because um, he maybe didn't agree with the way that I was raising him because it is different than the way he raises me and also a little bit of that comes from him wanting certain things for my life and me wanting to be a certain kind of person. And I'm not gonna live up to his expectations, I'm gonna live up to mine. So I think um, he finally got over that and he was just able to really respect me as a man and as a father these days. And because of that, we've been really, really good um, the past year or so, which is good. Like. He, uh, he'll FaceTime me and he'll be like, oh, you're looking great. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you never talk like that, bro. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of weird. He's like, you're looking good. I'm like, all right, thank you, buddy. Like, okay. Um, and, you know, he's, he's definitely a few occasions um, said that he's proud of me this year. And, and that's something that, like, I couldn't ever imagine hearing from my pop. Not to say that he didn't feel that way. I'm, I'm sure he felt that way at times, but just... Uh, vocally and uh, emotionally, that's not what you get from my father. Obviously, you know. Um, 
But um, but yeah. Wow, this this um I'm, I'm I wish that we were recording this visually because I am smiling from ear to ear. Um, I just you know the conversation is is such is is a topic that really interests me, and I feel that fathers should be honored. Um, you know, whether you're a stepped-up dad, whether you're a biological dad, whether you're a grandfather or an uncle or a cousin or a brother who's acting in the position of a father, I feel like fathers should always be honored. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing your unique perspective. And, um, you know, I'm sure that if we do a 10-year <laughs> reunion, your perspective will completely change. But it's so refreshing um, I never had a, a personal relationship with my biological dad, but I've had relationships um, with a, a fantastic stepfather, grandfather, siblings, um, you know, uh, uncles, cousins. And I've been fathered in ways that, you know, have really helped me, you know, reach um, the kind of woman that I am now, which I'm really grateful for. So I've, I've always been interested to know, like, I ask these questions very specifically because, I've always wanted to know if there was the, any of that tenderness that men feel towards their children that women feel, because there's only one perspective that women have, I think. And it's just so refreshing to hear on a very plain level field of how a man feels about their child without any biases. So I thank you. And, I, you know, I, I hold you up high and, and I'm, I'm very grateful for you expressing yourself in the way that I feel that other people can relate to so um thank you happy father's day and um, thank you thanks for having me love you and i love you too and definitely would love to have you back on again please tell everyone where to find you on social media um i will be uh, tagging you on this post mm -hmm. um and i hope that the collective uh voice when this is all put together that everyone will really enjoy what uh, you guys are all talking about you guys are gold fantastic i am beyond blessed <laughs> Thank you. Um, you guys can find me at air underscore Dave um, if you want. I'm not too active on social media, but you can hit me up there. Um, Tell people what you like to do on your free time. They can go and check you out. <laughs> uh, on my free time, I like to work out right now, play basketball, uh, listen to music, make music. Uh, I love records. Um hang out with my kid and drop knowledge on him um, <laughs> and hang out with my friends and family. All right, love. Manifest day blessed. I'll catch you on the rebound. All right. Love you, sis. Peace. Love you. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs> and our third guest is Jason, my friend. Let's get into it. Hello. Yes, hi. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing oh, that's good. so good to be here. I'm well, I'm well, thank you. I'm so blessed. I'm I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Um, before we jump right into it, I just wanted to let you know really quickly the reason why I um, asked you to join this um, podcast episode is because I follow you on social media still, and um, I've noticed um, your posts and the way that you are, um, I would say, like really, really self-aware in the way that you're parenting. And I really admire that. And I feel like I have my own style. And I feel like your style resonates closely to what I'm trying to do with my own children. 
even though I didn't have that kind of upbringing. So I really felt like you're just from what I see just through that and knowing you semi personally, because we haven't been connected, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. But um, I know, that takes, right, right. I know that that takes a lot of effort to do that. To yeah. be that kind yeah, of parent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, right. So I just wanted to just put that out there really quickly before we jump right into it. And I wanted yeah, to sure. thank you for joining and for yeah. being here. And I'm excited for everyone to hear your unique perspective. Um, I personally think that you're gold, a fantastic person. So um, please tell everyone your name and age and where you're from. Okay, cool. So uh, my name is Jason the Lotus. Uh, I am 38, going on 39 uh, years of age. Uh, I'm a Brooklyn native. Uh, East New York stand up, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I am a father of a two and a half, going on three, uh, vibrant, brilliant, um, beautiful, smart, powerful little girl. Oh my goodness! Uh, terrible twos. I have a two-year-old myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you say vibrant, colorful, powerful, I trust me, those are. T- Spot on, spot on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. do you want to share her name with us? Sure. Her name is Jada Ashe. Oh, beautiful. Do you want to give us a little bit of background about her name? Oh, certainly. Uh, so, um, uh, Jada is a uh, Arabic uh, Christian uh, term name that means uh, goodness or pure goodness, um, and Ashe comes from the African Yoruba term. Uh, ancient African uh, term of Ashe, which has many meanings to it. Um, Ashe is a term that was used um, in a similar fashion as the term we use today as amen. Uh, Mm. Essentially means an agreement with or so be it. Um, But the other aspect of it is uh, is just um, the source of power, universal source of power um, in all things. That's what Ashe means. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. I really do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so how did you feel the first time you became a father? Oh, man. Um, it's really hard to describe uh, the feeling. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, finding out I was, gonna, I was going to be a father when my wife was pregnant uh, was obviously extremely exciting and nerve-wracking. And <laughs> I, I remember being up. Uh, late nights doing a lot of reading and researching, trying to be as prepared as possible for something that is really difficult to prepare for. Oh, for um, sure. <laughs> you know, but uh, so the, pre- the, the the being pregnant and then, of course, the birth, which sort of, I guess, made it even more real, like a human person now is, is in my space, um, was, was both exciting, uh, joyful, um, anxiety, uh, triggering you know so it was it's been it was and I think continues to be uh, uh, a vast uh, spectrum of emotions right tell us about that first day that she was born yeah so uh, we we didn't get to experience the uh, I guess the sort of the movie uh, version of, uh, of the romanticized of version <laughs> yeah you know like you know like you know you're 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 home cooking a meal and the water breaks and right you right know, you rush to the hospital and you're feeding <laughs> um so the spontaneity of of 
of my daughter's birth wasn't there, but because we had a scheduled C-section. Right, right. Uh, for, okay. For her birth. So, um, but it was, I, I, the day of, of her birth was, was, I guess was similar to the whole process of pregnancy. And then of course, after birth was gut wrenching, um, right. you know, trying to make sure that I was present emotionally for my wife while I was bugging out internally, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so that day was, 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 was a lot, you know, and very special, um, to me. And of course, seeing my daughter for the first time, um, and holding her was, um, was just a surreal moment for me, a very special moment for me. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. The reason why I ask this question, I'm so curious is because we always hear the perspective or like you said, we see like the romanticized narrative of what, you know, the first child is like or that first experience. And then uh, what the woman is going through and you, you see the huffing and the puffing and you, you see, like, like you said, like in the movies. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I always like to ask this question because I would love to for for other people to understand that unique perspective that men have. And I kind right. of feel like, yeah, you know, obviously the woman, you know, honor her and, you know, raise mm -hmm. her up and she needs everything. But there's a perspective that men have. And I do feel that men have a certain tenderness and nurturing that automatically comes out the mm. same way that it's supposed to happen for women, supposedly. Right. Because they say, oh, once you have a child, that mother instinct kicks in. I don't think right. every single woman in the world goes through that. But I think the majority of us women, we do experience that. And I don't want it to be lost on people that men don't experience the same thing. I feel like men genuinely do. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you could agree with? Oh, no, absolutely. You know, I think, um, I think because men are, are, are not considered sort of quote unquote emotional beings as women are, women right. are socialized to be more open with their emotions. I think it's a little bit more difficult to, to sort of, um, to gather that information because a lot of men may not feel as comfortable sharing that, you know, my daughter was born, I cried, you know, right. or, you know, et cetera. Uh, so I, I, I think, no, I, I think you're spot on with it. I think the tenderness and then the, the, the instinct, what I found for myself was the instinct to protect. Mm. Uh, right. So when my wife was, was in the delivery room, they told me, uh, okay, we're going to set her up, you know, and then in five minutes, we're going to call you in. Mm. And, 10 minutes passed, 15 minutes passed, and now, uh -oh. like, something in me is like, yo, I'm about to bust through some doors, <laughs> you know. Energy, yes. Right, yes, where's my wife? What are you doing with my wife right now? What's happening with right. my daughter, right? You know, right. So, um, so the, sort of that instinct to protect, I think, is, is very, is, is a form of nurturance as well. Right, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so that, that certainly was my experience, and I think a lot of men feel very similar to that. Definitely, definitely. What sort of father did you think you would be when you were younger? What sort of father? Did you um, did you even consider be becoming a father? Was that ever a thought you know in your what? mind? No, I can't remember consciously considering that. Um, I remember consciously not wanting to get anyone pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I, so... Uh, which obviously is, is is the prerequisite to becoming a father. So right. Um, so my 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 um, my angst around oh, I can't get anybody pregnant. I can't get pregnant. I can't just you know. I think probably was an indication of um, of a lack of readiness or a lack of competence that I saw in myself as a mm. parent. 
Yeah, so I, I never thought about being a dad growing up. Um, so I couldn't imagine what kind of father I would be. I just knew I didn't want to be a dad then. Right. Which, which, which is why I have a child at the age of, you know, I'm I, I, 36. I have my first child at 36. Right. You know, so um, I, when I was younger, I, I don't think that was necessarily a conscious thought. I'm sure it was subconscious, but it wasn't a conscious thought I had about what I would be as a father at then. Wow. So what's, now that you are a father, and maybe it wasn't really so present in your conscience back then, but now that you are a father, and if you can reflect back really quickly, um, mm -hmm. maybe in relation to the relationship that you have with your own father, what's the hardest thing about being a father? Now that you, you've experienced it and, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, my, my father and my mom, and well, particularly my dad, I, I found him to be... You know, obviously he had his imperfections and he made decisions that obviously significantly impacted uh, me and, and my siblings. Uh, but there were, there were also, when I say impact in, in, in a negative sense, but there were a lot of things that he did uh, that has impacted me in a very positive way as well. And uh, so even to this day, my dad is very affirming verbally, very uh, affectionate. Um, so as, as, as a youngster, being able to receive that affirmation and, and, and that affection from a man who didn't have a father himself, mm. um, was, was really, uh, powerful. And, and I think, and I think that, I think that allowed me to feel comfortable with my own emotions and my own expressions of love and care, uh, and not sort of considering those things to be sort of the feminine things that, that people do, mm. um, which is touching and hugging and kissing and saying, I love you, you know? Um, so, uh, I think that's what I, that's what I can remember the, sort of the example my dad giving me. And of course the things that I didn't like that he did, um, which, which is, which is already in me, right? Because he's doing, you know, he's sending me messages when I'm two, three, four, five years old, and I'm not even knowing that he's sending me right, messages. I'm right, not to be a man. Right. Yes, um, yes, yes. So I think uh, being the, the difficulty of being a parent now is being mindful of those those inner things that are that that are still inside of me, and not Ooh. acting and not parenting from that space. Right, right. Oh man, yeah. I really resonate with that. Uh, yeah. Thank you for for being able to verbalize that and give the verbiage behind that feeling. I, I know that that's not something that comes easy for a lot of people. So I thank yeah. you for that. I do. I do. Thank you. Um, yeah. What What advice would you give now that you're two and a half years into fatherhood, the best hood mm -hmm. I like to call it? Um, mm -hmm. What advice would you give yourself that that you've gained over the past two and a half years of being a father? What would you give yourself when you were expecting? your child mm -hmm. what advice mm -hmm. would you give yourself now that if you Ooh, were to speak to yourself question. back then <laughs> right, <laughs> right, those right. Books, when you were going right. through those books and doing all the research that obviously you know yeah. you throw that out the window once it's this like you know what hold up let me <laughs> let me yeah. glean what i can from it but what do you know now yeah. to be true <laughs> what no, advice would you give yourself yeah that's a really good question and and it's crazy because it's not like I'm talking to myself 10 years ago, right? I'm right, talking to myself right. relatively recently. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously, uh, I, you know, I'm a, I try to be a planner. I try to, like, 
you know, look at things strategically and, and plan and, you know, you know, see things three, four steps ahead, you know, to ensure that things go well. Um, so obviously reading books and getting information uh, can help cultivate that. But what I would tell myself, I wouldn't tell myself don't read, but what I would say is a part of this parenting thing is also intuitive. Right. And it's not just theoretical and, and book smart. Right. Um, so, so being able to be emotionally present intuitively and not sort of always trying to, to reference some text answer to the issue, you know, so trusting my gut, trusting my instinct with my daughter. And um, I think that's what I would have told myself, uh, uh, you know, during the course of the pregnancy before I became a dad was, you know, trust your instinct to, to, to be present and, and love uh, on your daughter. Mm. Wow. Trust yourself. That is, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best thing about being her father? Oh man, there's so many things that I've enjoyed. <laughs> Just give us a little bit, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I've probably, and this is probably not. I, I'm almost, um, a, uh, you know, certain of this um, that in the, that I've learned more about myself mm. since becoming a father than right. you know the years of training, you know, the the years of of, of being in counseling, you know. Right. Um, so she's, I, I, I joke around, but I, I'm sort of serious with it, that she's my guru. She's my spiritual teacher. Wow. Um, so she, she has highlighted in me, of course, unknowingly, she's highlighted in me areas that, um, that I'm fragile in areas that I thought I had resolved internally mm. that need attention. Um, and, and it's always something new every day, obviously with younger children, they grow so quickly, so you're seeing different things every day. So there's a freshness to being a father. There's an excitement. There's an anticipation. There's a newness um, every day, and and that's what makes it really fun. Um, being and, and I don't obviously I have only one child, so I can only reference my daughter. But for my experience with my daughter is that there's always something exciting and new um, that uh, that I'm learning from her, and that she's and that she's showing. Wow. And, and, you know, you mentioned earlier that that word triggering, you know, and I think that you being able to say that also reminds me that, you know, children do bring up things that you, you know, you might have thought that you dealt with, like you said, and that really are not completely dealt with. And they really do. They really do bring out every single thing. They make you feel all the feels. So um, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't oh, yeah. stop thanking you so much. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's um. Yeah. What's one thing about being a father that you wish you knew sooner? Um, one thing of being a father I wish I would have known sooner. That you were going to have to face all the shit that you didn't get to heal from yet? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Obviously, I wasn't aware of that. You know, it's interesting. It, it, you kind of think you know. Right. No, trust it, me. I'm, I'm with you. I hear you. I hear you. Trust me. You know, if I was 25 and I had a kid, I think... And I, I'm probably being a little bit harsh on myself, but I think I would have been very, very um, uh, harmful to my child. Um, and not in the sense of being physically violent or cursing them out. I don't think that would have been my expression, but I think um, acting out. So what I've learned, um, you know, 
what, what I wish I would have known, right, was um, how how powerless you can feel sometimes mm. when you're parenting. Right. 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 Especially, and, if gentle, especially if you're gentle parenting and, and yeah. you're, you're trying to stay, like, centered. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you're kind of like, yeah. oh, my God, what else can I do to make this work? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you want to be that love. You want to be that source of, like, calmness and that safe yeah. space for them. But then inside, you're internally like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Okay. And you know what okay. makes it even more difficult as a man? I, I think I think the 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 dynamic that's different from a man right. and, and a woman, right, is that the woman had that baby, that child inside of her. So, right. So that connection is is deep already. Ooh. Right. You know, right? You breastfeeding, so all this connection that the baby yes. Yes. has. So the dad now is like well, I don't have a breast. You, I don't have a womb. You weren't inside right. of me. Right. All I really provided was, you know, this this little sperm that cultivated you. You know, <laughs> um, but so so I think when I'm trying, when my daughter has been in in, in distress and frustrated, um, and trying to soothe her and it not working, and then passing her over to her mother and it works immediately. Mm. You know, it's like man, like it, it can cause a lot of insecurity. Um, right. am I, am I, am I doing this right? Am, you know, am I, am I good enough, you know, as right. a dad to soothe my child? So I think being aware that you're good, there are going to be moments that you do feel powerless and you do feel mm. insecure and, and to be gentle with yourself and not beat yourself up uh, when you feel that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and learn from it. Right. And in speaking of moments, can you tell us about the first time that you felt like a good father? Have you felt that yet? Oh yeah, I I I fortunately have felt that more than not, you wow. know, um, which I'm really happy about. I, exactly. Uh, yeah, you should be. So, so the first time I felt like a good dad was actually very uh, soon after she was born, and mm. uh, this is probably very minuscule. But um, when we were in the hospital, maybe the day after she was born, um, I changed her diaper, and that was a really big deal for me. I changed. I changed. I had never changed a diaper in my life. Um, in many ways, in many ways, I've always been frightened by children, especially okay. little children. I've okay. never wanted to like hold the baby when they were born. I, like they're so fragile, so tender. Right, um, right. I don't want to be the, the the uncle or the cousin who drops the baby by accident. You know, like, <laughs> no, don't drop nah. the baby. <laughs> right, right. So, so I ha- I really have had. I prior to that, I had no experience of, about really holding a child and right. changing a diaper. So. Yeah, I found it. I was like, man, I just changed a diaper. And that was like a really big deal. It made me really feel like I'm a dad, you know, and, and it made me feel like a good dad. That's fantastic. What would you yeah, want? Yeah. What would you want her to understand about you? Hmm. Um, when, she, when she has the capacity for understanding, they yep. do have... I think that all children, no matter the age, have some capacity for, for full understanding. Mm. Uh, I'll get into that at another time. I don't want to, you know, mm. I know that we're cut with time. I don't need to get back mm. to do what you need to do. But um, when she has a full capacity for understanding at a, at a higher level, what would you want her to understand about you? Yeah. Uh, I, I would say I would want her to understand, and it's directly, in, I think, in relation to how we relate to each other. Mm. Um, so... I would like her to understand as she gets older, understand her dad and, and what makes her dad tick and right. what her dad is passionate about. I think that's, 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 I think that's really important, but 
I think the most important thing that I would want her to understand is that my love for her is, um, and, you know, we throw around the word unconditional a lot, you know, as it relates to love. But, um, and I don't even know if unconditional really describes it well, but just to know that, understand that my, my love for you, Jada Ashe is consistent. Um, Mm. It's immutable. It ain't changing, you know, and and that you can be, you can feel safe and secure in in the love that I have for you. That would be what I would hope as she gets older that she understands. How would you want her to remember you? What's, what's your legacy for her? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with, you know, her remembering me as a, as a good dad. And, you know, obviously what that, entails um is is deep and and complex but if you know i die and she's at the funeral and and she says you know to sum up how i would remember my dad is he was a he was a good man he was a he was a good husband uh to my mom and he was a good dad to me that would that would be uh that would be sufficient for me um, and he loved his people and, you know, obviously the other stuff that I would love, right. He's a revolutionary thinker <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, he wanted to, you know, um, beat down the system of white supremacy, you know, yes. I would love for her to say those things, you know, but, um, <laughs> but a good dad, I, I think would also be, uh, sufficient for me. And a bonus question. If- mm-hmm. Yep. Now that, um, you are a full-fledged father and Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned your father so tenderly earlier i mean Mm -hmm. your voice changed the the flow Mm -hmm. changed when you spoke about Mm -hmm. your father Mm -hmm. um so my bonus question for you would be now that you're a dad and you have a relationship with your father um, how do you view him and how has your relationship if anything has changed you talked about a little bit earlier if you want yeah. to just reflect on that right now really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I've been very fortunate um, to have a very, very intimate relationship with my dad. And mm. um, in many ways, he's my father, but he's also um, my confidant and, my, and, a, and, a, and a, one of my closest friends. Oh, um, you know, so uh, what, I've, what I've learned uh, from my dad is... Um, and he shared more about his own pain and his own experiences, right? And, 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 how, and, and how I can now understand some of the decisions he made when I was right. a kid, right? right. And that's coming sometimes from you don't pain. understand why they do what they do. Right. They do what right. they're doing. Right. 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 So right. a level of compassion um, that I had, that I have for my dad now, um, being a father, like, man, like, because I have one and it's, and it's, it's a, a lot of work to be it present is. and conscious. Right. He, you know, I have four siblings. He had five kids, you know, and one set of twins, you know, so, and not having a father and not having the necessary training to, you know, as a man to be present with your kids. So like a level of compassion that I have for him, like, man, you did such a good job despite not having the, the training or the resources given to you. Um, yeah. So, I think compassion and connection and, and has really, uh, that being a father has, has, has highlighted how special and how hard my dad works to, to maintain a connection with his children. Wow. 
I love the word compassion. If that makes sense. I'm not sure if I answered the question. No, no, it does. It makes sense because for me, compassion is, is saying I'm not normalizing any bad behaviors and I'm not normalizing mm. any traumas that I may have experienced, but I have the foresight to say, you know what? I'm empathetic to your situation and I'm here and I'm present to receive it. That's right. That's right. So I, I, right. I can't thank you enough for, for even sharing that. And yeah. I, I knew that this conversation was going to hit me the way that it needed to, but mm. I mean, you really just, you're, you're amazing. You're fantastic keep you know doing what you're doing like i said i follow you on social media i admire you as a parent as a person i think that you know you know like i said before you're gold and i i can't i i can't thank you enough you know happy father's day thank you for joining in on this conversation i cannot wait for everyone to hear (laughs) to hear this because i feel like um even though i've asked other fathers these same questions everyone's um answers have been uniquely uh, um, it, it, it shows who, they, who you are as a person, right? Your answers mm-hmm. show who you are mm-hmm. as a person. And I kind mm-hmm. of feel like um, in, in listening to your stories, uh, we get to honor you in ways that you need to be honored when you need to be honored. And especially mm-hmm. on Father's Day, right? You get one day, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all about right. the mamas, right? Right, 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 right. So, um, you know, bless you. Blessings onto you. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend Uh, I thank you for your time and um, I'll speak to you soon yeah I appreciate the invitation and And, um, um, if you wanted to you could also let um, the listeners know where to follow you on social media so they can see your cool posts and your revolutionary way of thinking Mm -hmm, and your mm -hmm. your your, um, I I think that they would really gain a lot of perspective and the way that you uh, counsel and things like that I have have two uh, um, uh, paid pages if that's the word for instagram one is more is more of a personal one that um for close friends and family and the other is is more where i share you know thoughts on parenting and and revolutionary concepts so um ontological psychology is the name of that page Um, right i follow both yeah yeah so um if if anyone is interested in following that page and you know from time to time i'll post something and Hopefully it's helpful to people and gets people thinking. That's really the point of of, right. uh, of, of that right. page is just to trigger thought and reflection right. and consideration. Um, so yeah, ontological psychology is the name of the uh, of the page, and I welcome anybody who would love to uh, follow me. Thank you, thank you. I do appreciate that, and um, thank you for being of service today to the listeners. Yeah. And we do appreciate you. And until next time, thank you. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye. I want to thank these three kings for um, joining in on the conversation. My husband, my brother, my friend. I thank you guys. I honor you guys. I'm so blessed beyond measure to have you guys on my podcast, episode 14. Uh, A very happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, a very happy Father's Day to the to the our ancestors who are no longer here with us. Um, we love you. We honor you. We miss you. Um, and uh, till next time. And thank you again, guys. Thank you so much. I hope that everyone out there finds ways, finds a way to honor their their father figure or their their dad or whatever you have to honor. I hope that you find a way to honor them. And hold them high and and, in high regard. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. (laughs) And as always, remember, challenge yourself to become the person you want to become. 
stretch, and be ready to fail. The right people will value you in the right way. Practice humility. And when you make room to speak about what exists in the present, you no longer have time left for the past. Manifest and stay blessed. Live purposefully and with intention. Till next time, subscribe, leave a review, and I thank you. And I will see you next time. Thank you.